I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Hey chickens, uh, we're going to continue with Matt's missive, Matt's missive, Matt's missive, Matt's Matt's missive. Um, <laughs> it's changed again. <laughs> uh, Matt is now up to season four uh, plus specials. Um, he's put in his little email header. Matron. Um, and uh, first up is Partners in Crime. And he says, this episode is as near to perfection as you can get. Donna's reunion with the Doctor is played absolutely perfectly and is one of the funniest scenes of the entire series. I know there were concerns about Donna as a permanent companion, but who could doubt after this episode that she was going to become one of the best companions we've ever had? And talking of companions, who's that standing by the bin? <laughs> Why is she next to the bin? It's very weird. <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. Uh, Rose came back at the start of this series. She's only been gone for one. <laughs> she was back. Um, although it seemed kind of foreboding. She didn't seem to be back in a good way. But, yeah, Catherine Tate is amazing. And, I mean, this is the the thing I'm most looking forward to about these uh, specials, which may be on today. You never know. Um, we haven't been told either way, have we? <laughs> Do we know? <laughs> have they given us a date? Like, are they going to give us a date? Like, more than two weeks out? Or was it just going to be, it's on tomorrow? Um, anyway. Uh, oh, I totally agree. Partners in Crime is fun. Like, the wacky slapstick. Um, the looking at each other through the window and then realising that everyone can see them looking at each other. But they're so caught up in it, it doesn't matter. Um, it's And also, Sarah Lancashire. Oh, my God. Like, you're like, what? Has, is, has she always been in this? <laughs> like, you watch Happy Valley now or Julia and you're like, that was her all this time. Um, 
So great. Uh, just so much fun. Um, I mean, look, the, <laughs> the dissolving fat is a bit weird. <laughs> Adipose business, um, and but we also get some spectacular Sylvia business, so I'm always happy about that. Uh, On to the fires of Pompeii, um, which we have watched in this show. Uh, Matt says this episode just looks absolutely gorgeous. It's a real treat for the eyes. But aside from uh, Francois Pandolfo in his tiny skirt. <laughs> The look of the setting is incredible and really benefits from the filming overseas at Ginecita Studios. Uh, It feels like we have the concept of fixed point in time a lot these days. But this shows a twist on it and the effect on it is already having on the Doctor's life. And what a great cast. I wonder what happened to the redhead soothsayer or the guy who plays (laughs) Cassilius. It is, um, yeah, because it's got Karen Gillan and uh, Peter Capaldi in (laughs) it. love Matt and his, like, obtuse. <laughs> Whatever happened to? It's facetious. That's what it is, Matthew. But I love it anyway. Um, yeah, Fires of Pompeii is fun. I don't think we need to really gild the lily. Uh, we discussed this in great length here in this podcast. If you want to go back to those episodes, they're somewhere in the thing. I don't have my... <laughs> my sheet up in front of me that tells me what episode is where but like just do a google like it's not hard to find i mean i just did a google the other day to find an episode and there it was exactly where i needed it um onto planet of the ood uh and matt says it's weird that this one comes across as a light-hearted episode but actually has some pretty dark themes relating to oppression and slavery add to that mr helpen's transformation into an ood as one of the most horrific visuals in the series and you've got an episode that is far more than it appears on the surface yeah i feel like this is one of those ones where um the show started to get back into making comment on things that were going on like it was kind of happening a little bit occasionally in episodes like love and monsters was sort of riffing on fandom and trying to kind of make comment on what goes on with fandom. Um, there were also some kind of, you know, comments on ageing uh, and wanting to recapture youth and things like the Lazarus experiment. You know, there have been moments, um, but just like, you know, nothing was as kind of full on as that. Every episode in that first series kind of had some other layer to it. But this one really does kind of... Uh, ram things home in a very effective way and also just about like corporate greed uh is the other kind of subtext well it's not it's like overtext in this one um but yeah it's it's it is it is a really kind of unassuming episode and it's not one you would think to go back to i guess because there are so many big episodes in this season that this one feels like one you go oh that's right that one's there and you're like oh it's it, there's a lot in it um onto the Sontaran stratagem and the poison sky uh to which matt is very excited the, the, finally the Sontarans are back easily one of my favorites of doctor who i was really excited for this but i ended up feeling really let down the Sontarans were treated as little more than a comedic alien and really didn't carry the threat of a warlike race at least we had the return of martha jones and for different reasons ross jenkins drool <laughs> 
Yeah, I was I was I was glad to see Martha back. Um, and you know there were there were two Marthas. Uh, we had double Martha going on, which was fun. Um, yeah, this one does suffer a little bit, although you know the bits where it does really sing are the bits with with Sylvia and Wilf, like just spectacular moments and fun moments. You know. Getting to spend time with Donna's family is always amazing. Like, and I feel you know, like the Russell T Davis is so good at writing that kind of kitchen sink drama, and then just smashing it into uh, the the world of Doctor Who. Um, onto the Doctor's daughter, another one we've done in this show. Oh my God, we're getting through so many of them. Uh, Matt says again, not really to my taste. This one, the Hath are a bit of a naff race, and the whole concept of the Doctor's daughter feels underbaked and created around the opening scene cliffhanger of having Jenny say "Hello, Dad." At least the idea of a generations-long war and the twist behind it was clever. Not enough to save it, though. Yeah, I like, again, a lot of great ideas in this and some, you know, really good performances. Um, and just great to see Martha again, kind of being able to hold her own on another planet and, you know, having entire scenes with someone who can't actually speak out loud. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this is a fun one. I, I, I kind of... I, I get what you mean about it being a bit underwhelming, but, you know, when you've got episodes like uh, Fires of Pompeii, Partners in Crime, Planet of the Ood before it, it's like it, it, something's always going to feel a bit of a letdown. Um, onto the unicorn and the wasp. Oh, how it annoys that one of the best episodes of the season is written by one of the worst people in the universe. Put that one to one side, however, and revel in the wonder that is Agatha Christie meeting the Doctor. Surely it can't be long before we get an episode with Arthur Conan Doyle. No, not Holmes, but I'd pay for that. Uh, make it happen. Um, there are there is a Doctor Who and Sherlock Holmes. Uh, there was a. I think there were new adventures and they did adaptations of them for Big Finish. And they're like Nicholas Briggs, who runs Big Finish and does the voice of the Daleks, has been playing Sherlock Holmes in a bunch of audios that he produces over there at Big Finish. So he played Sherlock Holmes. It was a whole thing. Um, but yeah, I, d I like the unicorn and the wasp. Um, <laughs> I love that <laughs> Matt's not mincing words about one of the worst people in the Hooniverse. Uh I'm not going to mention his name. It's at the start of the episode if you want to look him up. Um, and if you want to look out why he's a problematic individual, you can find that out too. Uh, but yeah, he's kind of been sidelined from a lot of Doctor Who because of his uh, problematic views, shall we say. His Rowling-esque attitude <laughs> to things in the world. Um, I do... I love Fenella Woolgar who plays... Uh, the Agatha Christie character. Um, and I do love Agatha Christie. And also, like, Christopher Benjamin's in it, who was in, you know, uh, Doctor Who way back in the 70s. Um, he's uh, He plays Henry Gordon Jago in the Jago and Lightfoot audios as well. Uh, and it's just... It doesn't also have... Um, uh, Felicity... What's her face? <laughs> From The Good Life. <laughs> Um, who wasn't like Rick Mayle's character on the the young ones obsessed with her? Anyway, uh, more from Matt's missive in the next episode. <laughs>
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com.